0: Hello, dear friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable once again. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, your hometown radio station right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, wherever you are hearing this broadcast, whether uh, live right now or whether you uh, download it from our website. We believe that we are on the air and you are listening by divine appointment. I believe that the Lord wants us to come together around His Word and someone is going to receive something today. That is going to be life-changing. Praise God. It can change your destiny if you don't know Jesus. Where you're going to spend eternity is determined by whether or not you receive God's provision in your life. And we pray that you will stay tuned. If you don't know Christ, you've been listening to great gospel music today. Now we want you to hear the good news, the great gospel, and the great God and the wonderful Savior that He has sent. Hallelujah. Well, we have a, a a lot of things to cover today, and if you will take time from the busyness that we all are involved in right now. Uh, you know, you don't see many people anymore sitting in a glider or a swing on their front porch. We're all either glued to the TV, we're, we're trying to get everything done so we can get to bed, so we can get up and do it all again. We are busy, busy, distracted people, and I believe it is crucial that we take time to focus upon the Word of God. and I'm not just talking about uh, a very jam-packed, quick, hour on Sunday morning. I'm talking about something that is part of our daily walk and our daily devotion. The Word of God has a place in our heart uh, that nothing can replace in our heart but God Himself. So we just want you to come with us, gather around the Word of God. We have a great subject, God the helper of the helpless out of psalm 61 and uh, this is an important message to every one of us that live in faulty bodies in a fallen world and that's every one of us today so please stay tuned to this broadcast i'm so glad that i have come to know the faithfulness of god i've come to know that his love uh, is is flowing toward every Every person on this planet, make no mistake about it, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe upon Him would not perish but have everlasting life. It's not His will, the Scripture goes on to say, that any perish, but that all have eternal life. This is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus. And because of that kind of love flowing from the heart of God, that he would give his son, that Christ would give his life. We can be assured that he will hear us when we call upon him and we cry unto him. Well, Psalm 61, let me give you a little background once again in review. David, King David, was in the wilderness place hiding from his own son who wanted to kill him and take his kingdom and had convinced many of David's own Countrymen, we would call it a coup today when the military rises up against the existing government to overthrow it. And it has happened in many, many nations. And David was under the threat not only from the military force that was trying to hunt him down and kill him, but he was under the threat of deep, deep. Discouragement because his own son was leading this coup against him and wanted to see his daddy dead so he could take the throne. This is an incredible, terrible time in David's life because the threat was from without and the threat was from within. And he has to deal with the threat within and the fear and the discouragement that it brought in order to deal with the threat without. So Psalm 61 was written under those circumstances. Let's read it again today. David cries unto the Lord and he says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto Thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For Thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy." I want to stop right there today. Uh, For time's sake, we usually read down through verse 8, but this is enough context uh, for the teaching today. Uh, It's important to understand who David is is addressing when he said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Now, I'm a pastor and I'm a Christian and I try as a Christian and as a Christian minister to encourage those that are discouraged to trust in the Lord, to lead them, to point them to Christ and to God as their source. And But David is out in the wilderness and he's directly addressing this to God himself. He's saying, Lord, I need you to help me to believe on you and to trust in you for this circumstance that I am in. I need you to lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you've always been that shelter for me. But his faith was shaken by his circumstances and his emotions. And you can clearly understand why it was. And he said, God, I need you to help me to believe. Now this idea, if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch, is not biblical. God loves you today. He loves you. And even though your faith may waver, His love for you does not waver. His faithfulness is still intact. His grace still flows towards you today. And it's the knowledge of that faithfulness, that kind of stubbornness, stubborn love, and that kind of grace that's available that will cause your faith to become stabilized and your faith to rise up within you in trust in Him. David is saying, Lord, in essence, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Keep, keep lifting me up. Keep pointing me to your faithfulness and your love for me. That's what he's saying. See, it's just like the New Testament. We mentioned it last week when a man had a son that was demon-possessed and he oft cast himself into a fire. And, and so he was, he was self-destructive and he was bound by the devils uh, that, that work under Satan's uh, jurisdiction and instruction. And he came to the disciples and they could not help him. So he brought him to Christ. And Jesus quizzed him, do you believe I'm able to do this? And he said, yes, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Help that part of me that doubts. Help that part of me that is struggling in faith. And Jesus did not say, well, don't. Expect to receive anything from me until you build your faith up. You come back when you have the faith. If you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen type of attitude. No, he said, Bring him to me. Bring him to me. Bring him to me. Hallelujah. You know, he prayed for a man and he's cast the demon out of him. Listen, friend, God is on your side. If you're a Christian, God is in your corner. If you're not a Christian, God loves you in spite of your sin, in spite of yourself. And He wants to pardon you. Oh, I love that great song, that great hymn. It is no secret what God can do, what He's done for others, He'll do for you. (laughs) The chimes of time ring out the news. Another day is through. Someone slipped and fell. Was that someone you... It is no secret what God can do, whatever He's done for me and my family. See, God is no respecter of persons, and He loves these fallen people, all of us, in this fallen world. And He has made a way for us to be forgiven and a way for us to be saved through the redeeming power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know, God loves you today. Hallelujah. In spite of yourself and in spite of your sin, He can't forgive you, nor bless you, nor help you, until you repent of your sin and receive Christ. But the day that you do, the day that you do, His faithfulness, no matter what you go through and no matter how you react, you may not react in the way that you could and should. Maybe you will become deeply discouraged because of a circumstance. God will not abandon you. God will not pull back. He will encourage you to trust in Him. Let me read Psalm 61 again. When my heart is overwhelmed... Not if, but when, my heart. David knew there are times when the human emotion is not able to meet the demand to stand strong and stand firm. But he said, Lord, when that time comes, help me to trust in you. Lead me to that rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Praise God. Oh, I'm so glad that when when I struggle in any area of my life, and my heart becomes overwhelmed. See, it's not supposed to happen. We're supposed to stand, having done all stand. We're supposed to confess the truth of God and just stand on the Word of God. And, you know, we're never supposed to sink like Peter did when he got out of the boat. And he got out because of one word from Christ, Come, if, that, if it's you, Lord, bid me come. He got out of the boat. He's, he was walking on the water until his heart became overwhelmed with fear because he saw that the wind didn't lighten up and the waves did not become just flat and placid. The sea was was furious and he could not believe when his heart became overwhelmed. And he just cried out, Lord, help me. He began to sink and i don't know about you but i well i do know about you i'm going i don't know you personally but you're part of of adam's fallen race until you come to christ and when you come to christ you still have need of his help his grace in your life there will be times when you not only feel helpless you are helpless because you are not limitless in what you can can take emotionally. Uh, You don't have that unlimited uh, strength unless you tap into God's unlimited grace for your circumstance in your life. There will be times when your heart is overwhelmed and when Peter Heart was overwhelmed when he saw. I know he got his eyes off of Jesus. He got his eyes off of the Word of God, and he got his eyes on the circumstance that he was in, and he immediately began to sink, and he said, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. And just as immediately as he began to sink, immediately Christ grabbed him by the hand and lifted him up. And together, he and Jesus walked back to the boat. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, a friend of mine, we criticize Peter sometimes for his faith wavering, his heart becoming overwhelmed. But he's the only one out of all of them that got out of the boat and dared to go to Jesus on that stormy sea. We're no different than Peter. And I really don't believe. Let me me say this very, very clearly today. I do not believe that Jesus expected Peter not to sink. Never to come to a place of uh, of faith to where he would never have to call on Christ for help. The reason I believe this is uh, the words of Paul when he prayed three times uh, to get the troubles, really, a buffeting spirit, an emissary from Satan sent to buffet him, lest... He be lifted up above measure. And that means become confident in himself and not totally dependent on God and filled with pride that comes with self-confidence and not confidence in the faithfulness of God. And he said, There was given to me an emissary from Satan to buffet me, lest I be lifted up above measure through the many revelations that God has given me. For when I am weak then 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 am i made strong praise god hallelujah i i, I listen i i'm so glad that this is the god that we're dealing with the god that says when you cry unto me i'm going to help you when you call upon me in the time of trouble, I will deliver you. Psalm 50 and verse 15. And thou shalt. Glorify me. We won't take glory for ourselves. We won't glory in our great faith. We will glory in the grace and the goodness and the faithfulness of our great God. Hallelujah! Praise God. So God really, uh, really wants to help us. He never wants to to develop us in faith to be less dependent on Him and independent from Him. But He wants to develop us in faith to be more dependent on Him. Hallelujah. And it is when Peter began to sink that he felt and received the the strength of God through the hand that got a hold of His hand. Remember that song that was popular some time ago? Put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the waters. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hand in the man from Galilee. Praise God. Friend of mine, I live dependent on Him holding my hand. Him supporting me. Him lifting me up. And the victory that I, listen, I don't live, I'm not a victim I am a victor through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. But it's not because of something intrinsic to me. It's something that is built built up within me, a faith in his faithfulness and a knowledge that his love will not fail and that he will never leave me and He will never forsake me, and I don't have to be standing on the mountaintop to have Him here and help. I can be in a deep, dark valley, and He will be faithful if I will not give up on Him. He will never give up on me. Praise God. The devil would like you to think that if you just can't stand in perfect faith, that you needn't expect anything from the Lord. Friend of mine, I want you to know that if you will just cry unto him, hallelujah, you will just not give up on him. He will hear, (laughs) that old song comes to my mind again. He will hear your faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. Why? because He loves you, because He cares for you. So we need to understand today that we all, every person, regardless of where you are in your life's journey, your spiritual journey, or where you are in the development of your faith, we all are in a spiritual struggle. The flesh wars against the spirit, and the spirit wars against the flesh. And there will be times when our heart, is overwhelmed when our emotions just can't rise up uh, to the occasion. And in those times, God wants you to call upon Him, to trust in Him, to understand the struggle that we all go through, and not to think because we're struggling in our faith that God has abandoned us, or He won't listen, or He won't hear, or He won't help. Until we show him how strong we are in faith. Ah, show him how much you trust his love. Show him how much you trust his faithfulness. You know the scripture said no temptation, that means circumstance, persecution, anything, nothing that comes against us that creates pressure within us. No temptation has taken you. But such is common to man. Listen to the focus He wants us to have. But God is. He could have said, but be faithful, be faithful, be faithful, be faithful. And then I'll hear you. I'll help you. But no, He wants our focus on Him primarily and His faithfulness to us. And really, it's His faithfulness to us. And our trust in that faithfulness that causes us to be faithful unto Him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. No temptation has taken you but such is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted above that that you are able to bear. Who will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. It's the strength that He grants. It's the grace that He gives that will cause us to bear up and rise up. But we've got to trust in His faithfulness, not just our faithfulness to stand tall and strong in every situation. There will be times in your life and mine, and I've lived long enough, preached long enough, I know of too many preachers, I know not just their pulpit presence, but their personal struggles, to tell you this by the Bible's biblical truth and personal experience and knowledge. A time will come in every person's life when we need to say, Lord, when my heart is overwhelmed, this is the day, this is the time, my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah! For Thou hast always been a shelter for me and a refuge from my enemy. Help me to trust You when that time comes. God will draw near. God will lift You up. David began to talk about that those times when he couldn't lift himself or extract himself from these the the circumstance that affected him within, and he said, Lord, Thou hast lifted me from the miry clay. Thou hast set my feet. Upon a rock. Hallelujah. Praise God. And thou hast put a song in my heart. A song of praise. The humble shall hear thereof. And they shall be glad. The humble here. As I've told you before. Humble here is in the negative. Not in the positive virtue of humility. But in the negative sense. This Hebrew word for humble. Means for, for the pressures of life. To literally crush the life out of us. We're crushed by the circumstances that living in a faulty body in a fallen world can bring. Oh, friend, there's so much heartache and heartbreak in this fallen world. And there's times when we will not understand it, and we will question God and question our own faith. And when those times come, God will not abandon you. He will draw near you. Emotions won't tell you How close he is, but the scripture is very clear. God doesn't run from you. When you're in trouble, he runs to you. And he doesn't want us to give up on him and to run from him. He wants us to run to him. The name of the Lord, and the devil knows this right well, and we need to discover it. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it. And are safe. We're not running from the devil. We're just running to God when the devil opposes us. Hallelujah. We are not we're not driven to God by fear. We're drawn to God when fear comes because we know He is the one that is the the one that relieves us of our fears and grants unto us His peace in the time of trouble. Listen to this struggle that we're in and how we are called upon to deal with it by trusting in the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 7-9. It simply says, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Casting all your care, verse 7, upon Him because he cares for you. I, I love one translation of this that brings all the all of the, the, the Greek words' meanings into this. And it would read this way, Casting all of your care, the whole of your anxiety, once and for all, upon him. For he cares for you, and watches over you affectionately. Uh, it's a trust in his love, and the faithfulness that is born out of that intense love for you that brings the faith in you to put your trust in him there's a scripture in the old covenant that says simply how excellent is thy loving kindness o god therefore the sons of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings oh how excellent is your loving kindness Oh God, your Hasid, your loving kindness, how, how how precious, how wonderful is your loving kindness. And once they discovered how, how powerful his love is and how precious his love is toward us, then they, because of that knowledge, they put their trust under the cover of his wings, under the shadow of his wings today. And so the next scripture says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions which are accomplished uh, the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world every Christian is tried every Christian is tested every Christian is persecuted but every Christian is loved by God and God's strength and God's grace is therefore available to every child of His, so that we might, when our heart is overwhelmed, when the cares of this life choke the Word and and cause it to become unfruitful and our faith begins to wane and to waver, and yet we rise up And say, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know what is going to be the outcome. But I know that God loves me. And when Paul had that knowledge crystallized in his heart, he said, there's nothing. Nothing present, nothing coming. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor any other thing will separate me from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. And, and, oh, friend, the cross of Christ screams, I love you. When the circumstances said, if God loved you, why would this be happening? If God loved you, why would He allow that? Listen, you can't let the circumstance dictate whether or not God loves you. You have to let the cross be the final word on that. Oh, when your heart's overwhelmed and the devil's trying to get you to doubt, and not only doubt, but accuse God. When that comes, you know where it's coming from. And the challenge today in the Word of God is when my heart is overwhelmed, and the doubts and the temptation to question and accuse God even comes. When all of those things come, lead me. Help me to believe you. Help me to trust you. Help me to focus back on Jesus dying in my place on the cross and help me to rise up in my faith (laughs) and experience your help and experience your deliverance and experience the answer to my cry. Hallelujah. Friend, I don't know what you're going through today, but I know we live in a world that's so full of trouble. I don't know what you're facing today, but I know that God loves you today. I know that God gave His Son For you today, I know that Jesus laid down his life. I know that he stayed on the cross for six agonizing hours to pay our sin debt so that when we repent and come to him, we can be saved. And here's what Paul had to say about that. If God loved us enough to give his only begotten Son, how will he not also? With Him give us all things. If God loved us that much, if He loved us that much, how will He not also, with Him, give us all things? So today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, in these closing moments of this broadcast, I want to invite you to repent of your sin. Come, to God and receive Jesus as your Savior and receive his pardon and his forgiveness and qualify immediately for the promise I will never leave you I will never forsake you I will go with you all the way all the way through this fallen world in this faulty body God said I'm committed to you From this day forward and when this life is over, you will be with me forever in the heaven that I've made for you. Today, if you're a Christian going through a trial and you're being filled with doubt and fear and trepidation, I challenge you to just cry unto God, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. He won't abandon you. He will help you to believe today. Jesus, after all, is the author and the finisher of our faith. Well, we love you today. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.